Welcome to In the Weeds, a Mindscape podcast. Hey there, welcome to episode number one of season three of the In the Weeds podcast. I'm Pete Brand, Mindscape CEO and co-founder, and I'm joined by... Jeff Bell, Mindscape COO, and today we are both joined by... Stephen Hokinson, Director of Growth for Mindscape. All right. Stefan, it's nice to have you here. Um, you know, I get to look out my office at you and see your lovely face, uh, or at least your lovely profile uh, every day. But uh, it's nice to have you here. We're talking about um, chatbots today. So this episode is Chatbots 101, and we're going to go uh, in the weeds on a few topics here. And, and kind of uh, the first piece, uh, if you would, is, is uh, and we're kind of, kind of multi pronged question here, but we'll kind of start with uh, what's a chat bot is kind of the first piece. And then uh, how do you know if your organization should implement one? All right, we'll, we'll take the first part. Basically, a chat bot works as a little tiny robot where it responds to questions from your site visitors. Now, a chat bot can work in a lot of different ways. Uh, powerful chatbots can use natural language where you type in a sentence and the bot is smart enough to recognize keywords and give you the answer you need. Um, but they can also be very simple where they offer you a menu of items, A, B, and C, and you choose the one that's appropriate. Uh, chatbots are really a good fit for organizations that get a lot of the same sorts of repetitive or tedious inquiries that pull time away from your team that they could spend doing more important work. Uh, for example, if your customer service team constantly gets the same question over and over and over again on the, a call line or in their email, that's a good indication that a chatbot could help you alleviate some of the strain, strain from your customer service team. Sure. Yeah. And, and so, you know, uh, chatbots are becoming more and more popular. I feel like a lot of places, you know, you see it down in the lower right-hand corner of a website. Um, I think everyone kind of understands the 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 version of a chatbot where you just type in a a question or something and uh, you get an answer. That's less common than kind of how chatbots have sort of evolved. It's kind of like a backwards evolution. <laughs> um, but talk a, a little bit about like the the menu option and what uh, you know, kind of how that experience goes. Sure. Um, a great example would be I come to a web website and uh, it's a restaurant and one of the common questions they get are when are you open or what's on the menu? So those are the sort of things where we know we get that question over and over again uh, as, as a developer. And, and the answer is always, always the, the same. same. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Our hours are generally static. We're a restaurant, so we're open on Saturday and Sunday. We're closed on Monday so the wait staff can take a break. Uh, so questions where we've got a defined specific answer or question that comes over and over again, uh, and we've got a, a ready-made answer, that's a great content that can be served up by a chatbot. And it's really awesome because it helps the user get to the information they need very, very quickly. Instead of having to hunt and peck around the site or use the search and hunt down some information, I can just ask uh, the chatbot says, hey, Stefan, um, are you looking for a menu? Are you looking for our hours? And I say, yes, I am. I click that option or type in menu. And then the chatbot can respond with the appropriate content. 
Stefan, are there any things that you see specifically uh, from website be uh, or website visitors' behavior or activity on a website that would make you start to think that hey, maybe a chat might, chatbot might be a good solution for that company? Uh, absolutely. The, one of the things that we often do is look at uh, inquiries via a contact form, or or we'll talk to the customer support team because it really is. That recurring question and answer, that's the indicator that we could automate this and make our lives a lot easier and leave the humans to do what they're good at, which is critical thinking, and let the machines do what they're good at, which is you say I A, I say B. Okay. So, um, yeah, really looking at kind of look at your the questions that your customers are asking you. And if you see frequent repetition there, that's a strong indicator that you could make um, not only your, your life easier for your team, but for your customers, because we're connecting question to answer really, really efficiently. Okay. So, um, you know, one of our things that we do here is we like to say we measure everything. So let's say we deploy a chatbot. What are some of the metrics we should be looking at to know if this is successful for our organization or not? Uh, the, the most obvious one is the number of interactions with the bot. Uh, most platforms, there are a number of platforms that, that can provide this functionality. Most of them will log the number of interactions with the bot. Uh, and that's a, that's a great metric for the, the engagement is people are, are reaching out to our brand. They're interacting with the chat bot, which is really our agent. It's a simple automated response, but that's our brand giving the customer what they need. So number of, of interactions or sessions with a bot is a, is a fabulous one. Um, as I mentioned, our goal is to alleviate stress on your customer support and your service team. So looking at a decrease in the number of calls to the support center or questions via email, that's an indicator that the chatbot is doing its job, is we're taking the pressure off and fielding those questions in a simpler, more elegant fashion. Great. And um, so kind of the last part here before I, ha I have a little pontification that's uh, <laughs> a little bit off script. Um, but uh, I, so you say they're robots and, um, or, or chat bots. Are these things hard to build? Like if, if I'm at, you know, I just graduate college or something, or, you know, I've been doing marketing for a while. I have a relatively good understanding of technology. Um, how difficult are these things to build in general? All right, it's um, I'm revealing my secret sauce, but it's actually pretty darned easy. <laughs> uh, with a good chatbot platform, there are several out there. One <clears throat> called Chatbot, really great name. Um, but uh, we're HubSpot partners, and HubSpot has a, a really good uh, chatbot functionality as well. With something like that, it's sort of a it's a graphical user interface, and basically you're drawing lines and connecting, typing your question. Offer up your answers, and the the bot kind of connects with artificial intelligence the responses. So uh, it really comes down to natural language and thinking. What is the question that needs to be asked, and what are the answers? And the actual programming it doesn't require a developer. It requires somebody who can type and read, and that's hopefully most of us working in marketing. Sure. Can you think of any instances that uh, <clears throat> because one of the things you people read articles, right? And, and somebody might be out there reading a blog post online that says chatbots are the latest, greatest thing. And, and, and so because they read that article, they take it as fact 
and then they go and they try to cram it into their business. Can you, and I don't know if you have any instances where just a chatbot would not be a good solution or how maybe it could be deployed in the wrong way. Great question. One um, thing that immediately comes to mind is to look at the demographics of your audience. Um, mm. This is not going to surprise anybody, but a lot of site visitors fall into two groups. Older people who want to talk to a human being and that use phone support all the time is one segment. And another segment is people younger than me. Uh, <laughs> and those people like to use chat, text, SMS, uh, they will go out of their way to not talk to a human being. So look at your audience. And, and if they're all 60 plus, you probably don't want a chat bot because you're going to make my mother-in-law very, very angry. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm selling art memberships, I might not want to have a chat bot on my website. Right. Or if you're going to have a chat bot, it needs to have a certain tone and, and really understand what your audience is looking for. I mean, it's, it is a simple tool that can really help your visitors, but you really need to think through you know, we say this with everything we do is you really need to understand the buyer persona. What's driving them? What are their pain points? And how can a chatbot help them to alleviate that pain? Um, great example of this would be uh, we have a higher ed client and they have a small customer support staff, uh, people who answer emails and phones and their job is to help connect students and pr prospective students with the information they need. And they were besieged with inquiries for a particular degree program. And it literally took 90% of their time. And they, were, they couldn't get to any of the other inquiries they had. And they were drowning. They said, you know, we're not able to meet our customers' needs. We just can't get to them all. How can you help us? So what we did was we configured a chatbot to say, what are you looking for? Are you interested in this degree program? And if they were... We knew that we needed to field those calls differently. So we offered them a specific phone number and a specific text link so they could click on that and go to information on the website. They didn't get the opportunity to connect with the live chat customer service team. That gave them 800% more bandwidth to deal with the rest of their customers. It was significant for them in terms of the impact on the customer support team. Yeah, that's great. Good examples. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that really is kind of the three points we wanted to talk about. Just uh, what is a chatbot um, and how do you know your organization uh, is right for one? We've actually talked a lot about that and from a different, uh, few different angles. Uh, we've talked about um, measuring the success of the chatbot. So a lot of that is just the interactions with the bot itself uh, and then how you build a bot out. Um, what struck me as we were sitting here talking, though, is... Um, you know, I, I, I wonder if the first person, I can't imagine that this is not going to happen if it's not already out there. So if anyone is listening, mom, um, please, uh, re reply to this if you know this answer, but I wonder how long it's going to be before someone just replaces their website with a chatbot, right? If the default is, I don't have time to look for this. Uh, I like, I wonder when that's going to happen. Like someone just like, ask your questions. <laughs> right, right. Well, and it's, I mean, on caveat, I am not a developer. <laughs> I'm a guy who says it can't be that hard. Right. It's so, not rows and columns. <laughs> exactly. Take my point of view with it, with a grain of salt. But the, the technology is incredible 
incredibly powerful. That, that on, on a higher end, if you're on an enterprise, your chatbots use natural language and decipher just like a human would. Someone types a question into a text field. The bot actually can know the answer, parse that, decode what they're looking for, suggest the, the right answer or alternative for them, and it's all AI. It's there's no we're setting up some rules for behavior, and then the the machine runs on its own. As we all know, the the speed and the power and the intelligence of machine learning just is growing exponentially. So it's probably possible today. My question as a digital marketer is: Is that the best user experience? Right. Is that the best way for me to convey my brand? I'd argue no, but the day's coming. Yeah. I mean, look at Alexa. She's pretty much a a voice chatbot. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And she can do anything. I remember uh, making a suggestion to a prospective client several years ago where that was the first thing that you were greeted with when you went to the website was a search box. Uh, and it was a, it was a large e-commerce play. And, and that was what we pitched and they loved it. But it was probably six or seven years ago before any of this stuff was acceptable. But, you know, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how the world evolves. I mean, we've already, it's been an interesting ride for the last couple of decades, but who knows what's going to come in the future. Huh? Okay. Right. Pretty much sums it all. <laughs> Honestly, just a point while we're on the subject of chatbots, a, a suggestion. Uh, chatbots often are paired with live chat. Uh, they both have the word chat in them, but they're very different things. You know, live chat, there's a human being on the other end ready to answer my questions. When we're deploying chatbots, we often put the chat bot out in front to field the dumb and obvious questions. And when things are complex, you offer people a choice of, I've got another question. They can, they can choose that option. And the chat bot can actually hand off the conversation from a robot to a human being. And that's honestly a really great way is let the chat bot do the grunt work. And when the need, uh, when it escalates to where I need the intelligence of a human being, we can field it over to a live chat conversation. Right. My greatest learning out of that is there is such thing as a dumb question. <laughs> <laughs> there, a lot of them are, and often they're coming from me. Right. And and uh, you know, some of these chatbots also can be, you know, we we haven't had the opportunity to do this yet, but some of them can be wired into databases, right? So you could have a chat with, well, what's the status of my order? And it could ask you, what's your order number? And then query another system and bring back, oh, it's uh, currently in queue or it's shipping or, you know, whatever. And, and we've not had the opportunity to do that, but I think that would be a fantastic use of chatbots um, and technology in general is just, you know, I'm because a lot of those tools are already built just in different forms. Um, you know, a lot of times we'll build them right into the website for order search or, or whatnot. But if you can't find that and you want to interface with those same database queries, essentially, then uh, that's a that would be a fantastic way to to do that. That's an excellent point. Really, the um, the chatbot makes it look so easy. It's just a little icon in the corner and I click on it and maybe I've got three buttons that I can click or, or I type in a text question. Um, it can really do a lot in terms of its responses. We can serve up links and images and all sorts of content, not just text responses. Uh, really, it's it's if we can connect it to, a, like you said, integrate it with another platform or another data source, the chatbot's capable of giving me all kinds of information in a way that is 
absolutely frictionless for the user. And that's what something we talk about all the time is how do we re reduce drag or friction for our users? How do we make their life easier? Um, because we tell people all the time, people do what's easy. And if it's hard, they bail. Right. I'm yeah. guilty. All right. Well, we talked about a lot today. Um, I, many of it outside the the uh, framework of our original conversation, but that's good. I, I think this was a valuable conversation. Chatbots are, you know, probably. I feel like they're to the tipping point now, where more sites have them than not, um, and and more people are getting comfortable using them. So I think it's a timely topic, but. Um, Stefan, thanks for joining us today. And for anyone who's listening, if you want help implementing these, um, reach out to Stefan and <laughs> we'd, we'd be happy to, we'd be happy to, to talk about that. But, uh, but with that, Pete, uh, why don't you take us out? All right. Be sure to head on over and check out our website at wearemindscape.com forward slash in the weeds. Uh, you can also visit our social channels under the profile. We are mindscape. And uh, use the hashtag in the weeds podcast to let us know if you have any questions or any topics you'd like to, us to cover in the future. Or if you are one of those older folks and you want to send an email, uh, you can send that to in the weeds at wearemindscape.com. We promise not to age shame you if you reach out. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and we'll see you on the next one. Bye, everyone. <laughs>